For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy. Well, look how fuzzy I am. What's going on here? Mercury is in retrograde tonight, everyone. So I'm going to fix this up for just a moment. I am so excited. Uh, that just all I have to do is hit this button right here, and this should clear me up. There I am. I am fuzzy, but I hope the rest of you aren't. Happy hump day, everyone. I am so excited about tonight's guest. But before I bring her on, I'd like to thank our sponsors, first of all. And tonight, I'd like to give a special shout out to our sponsor of the day, and that's Deb Stone. Deb Stone has a show coming up at the Laurie Beachman Theater here in New York City on October 9th. So if you're going to be in New York, please join me as I will be there to celebrate her. And for those of you who are here for the first time, welcome. My show is all about celebrating, celebrating life, celebrating art, celebrating artists. And I believe that there's something to celebrate each and every day if we take the time to do so. And I am so excited about tonight's show because I get to celebrate. Uh, well, I am just getting to know a lot about Darcy Donovan. And Darcy, uh, when uh, Roger Neal reached out to me and asked me to do the show, I was excited because I was familiar with you. But delving into your life, uh, in you have not been on this planet that long. But my <laughs> God, what you have accomplished uh, in your short lifetime already uh, would put so many people to shame. So congratulations, first of all. We're going to talk about what you've accomplished, what you're doing now, and what's looking ahead for you. But as I do with every show, I want to ask who or what are you celebrating today? Ooh, what am I celebrating today? I would say my animals today, my dogs. They're awesome. I'm, I'm celebrating that I'm feeling really great today. <laughs> the energy's good. You're saying it's in Mercury retrograde, so I don't know, Richard. We might be screwed. <laughs> well, you know, changing tonight. <laughs> there are six planets going backwards tonight. You know, oh, as you saw yes. when we started, everything was fuzzy here, so anything can and oh, will happen. But we're going to go <laughs> along for the ride, so anything can happen. One thing that I love about you already is that great Southern accent. I'm well, a Southern boy. I grew up in South Carolina and oh, I know that you were born yes. in Miami, Florida, but you yep. grew up in Tennessee. So yeah. how did that move happen for you and your family? Well, um, my parents, uh, you know, they got married young. Um, they had me when they were young. My dad was going to go professional uh, baseball player. So, um, you know, their pro training cramp was in um, Miami, Florida. So my mom was pregnant with me at the time. And that's probably why I like the heat so much, because, you know, their air conditioning broke, you know, and it's like everybody's air conditioning was broke because it was like it had horrible heat, she was telling me. And I was like probably in there cooking like a hot potato <laughs> because I love the heat. People call me Fraulein Fahrenheit because they're like. You know, how do you endure such hot, like I literally can put my hand in scalding water and I'm just like, that feels good. And they're like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I don't know. It's probably because I, I was born, but my mom and, you know, dad divorced when I was two and my, my family lived in Tennessee, you know, her family, my dad's family. So, you know, they eventually moved back and, you know, so that's, I've, I've been a Nashville girl, Southern girl at heart. Um, you know, those are my roots. That's, you know. That's where I'm from. That's where my heart is. So, I mean. You've, you've never gotten rid of that. Thank God. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I, people tell me, they're like, you're like the Dolly Parton of pop. I said, hey, that's good. I'll take it. The Dolly Parton of uh, of the of Hollywood. I'll, I'll deal with it. Uh, yeah. Have you and have, have you ever met? Oh, yes, I have briefly. And um, I tell you what, she is an amazing woman. I I would say I don't really get starstruck. I'm, I've, you know, I've worked with some of the biggest names and, and I just don't, I don't know. I made a fool out of myself when I was 16. You know, I've, there was a guy, there was a famous person I met. And I was just like, ah, and ever since then, I remember I just kicked myself for two weeks going, why could I not talk? So <laughs> who ever was, since, who, who ever was since then, who was that person? 
It was the Nelsons. It was uh, Gunnar Nelson and Matthew Nelson. Um, I had a huge crush on them when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, I met them and I was like, oh. So, I'll tell you uh, a funny story about Dolly. You know, years ago, she put out a CD. You may remember where she did all covers of 60s songs, which was unusual for her because she always writes her own material. So I, I went to this uh, record signing and I was so excited to meet her. And I asked her to sign it to me. My husband's name is Dan. And I asked her to sign it to me and Dan. And she said, well, where is he? And I says, he's working so that I could be here. She said, put oh. him on the phone. And she got on the phone to say hello to him. Yeah, I can see her doing that. I, yes. and, and I mean, that's what I love about her. I mean, and, and that's kind of what I try to, you know, do with everything, you know, or any fans that meet me because, you know, I met, I'm not going to mention his name, so don't try to get out of me, Richard. Everybody tries, but I had a huge crush on, um, you know, someone when I was growing up. I mean, I had his posters. I watched all his movies, you know, and uh, I ended up working with this person. And it was, it was just, I was like, oh my God, you know, this is the person that I grew up just, you know, loving to death. My mom even knew who it was. And um, it was just not good. It was, all my dreams were shattered. After wow. that, I was like, it just, it, it kind of kicks your childhood. They say sometimes, sometimes I've heard people say, you don't want to meet your heroes. And I'm like, why? You want to meet your heroes. And then after that, I was like, oh, that sucks. I'm not ever going to do that. You know, so when when uh, people meet me for the first time, my fans, I go above and beyond. I mean, it's literally like ridiculous. It's like you're at the, I don't know, the, the, the Beverly Hills hotel. I mean, I just, I go above and beyond my, my assistant's like, okay, we got to go. We're going to be late for, you know, your media interview. And I'm like, Oh, one more picture. Oh, I got something for him. Oh, let me, you know, so, you know, I just, I feel like that's, I feel like it's not only bad, you know, is in terms of, you know, you being a person, but if you, you are in, uh, you know, a space where people look up to you, 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 you do have, uh, to me, it's sort of an obligation and it just really, you know, it devastated me. And, you know, I told a couple of my other friends and I've even told, you know, some of my A-list friends about it and they were, I didn't tell them who it was because I'm just not like that, but they were like, oh, my God, I met so-and-so. She was my idol. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, it was, and I was like, oh, my God, this is like a reoccurring thing. And I'm like, it's got to stop. <laughs> you know? no, well, I have a theory about that because, first of all, I believe that people are who they are. Um, yeah, and, you yeah, know, right. and you are, I mean, when I see you here, I mean, you and I are meeting for the first time tonight. Um, you know, are you this person off camera as well? Pretty much. I mean, I, when I say pretty much, I'm pretty silly, you know, like I get silly. Um, now in business, you know, there's two sides of me. I'm always, uh, you know, I'm a pit bull when I need to be, but I'm very, very nice. My dad, I get that from my dad. I know. Cause he's a very jolly guy. I just, you know, I like to have fun and silly, but you know, I also know how to put the hammer down and my dad's the same way. I mean, people just love him. He's a jolly, funny guy all the time, but you know, like, when my dad, my dad's not ever, you know, laid a hand on me, spanked on me, but it's like, I think maybe twice in my life he's raised his voice and it's like God coming down from the heavens. It's like Darcy D, you know, it's like <laughs> clapping, and there's like, you know, a ray of terror and, and, you know, there's like all these shooting, like, I don't know, fire and brimstone coming out. And I mean, I'm just terrified. So I think people said that I'm kind of the same way when I get mad. Uh, but you know, if we, we, if, if somebody's like being disrespectful, I'm all for justice. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not a pushover at all, but at the same time, you know, I always believe in being uh, respectful, having integrity, you know, being honest. You said and, the magic uh, word. I can't believe that you said that because that is my word of the day. Integrity. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, there it is. Uh, I brought it up because that is the word of the day. And I'm actually going to give away your CD. Uh, everyone can respond. Uh, Distraction by Darcy. Oh, nice. So why? Uh, I, let's first of all go there. I love the fact that you said the word integrity. Uh, it's like there, there was a show long before you were born, even before I was born, called You Bet Your Life. And there was a magic word. And if you said the word, a duck would come out of the ceiling. It was Groucho <laughs> Marx. And so if that was that show, a duck would just come out of the ceiling. Integrity <laughs> is the word of the night. So um, cool. you said integrity. 
what does integrity mean to you, both in your personal life and in your professional life? Um, well, I would say integrity is all about, you know, to me, it's character. It's about who you are as an individual, about honesty, about, you know, respect. Um, you know, you can't, I always tell everybody on my team, I mean, I've had people with me for two decades, um, you know, worked with me from the ground up. You know, and uh, they're going to be they're with me now through all my successes. So, you know, the one thing I, I believe is, you know, whoever you take to the dance, you yeah. know, they need to leave with you. Um, you know, I've met a lot of uh, unfortunately, I've met a lot of, you know, billionaires and people in the business. And then, you know, they they don't take care of their team or they get big heads and they leave the people that were there with them from the beginning. Um you know, my grandfather always said there's no luggage racks in a hearse, so you can't take that with you. And, you know, I had somebody said there's a there's a particular there's a partnership that I'm thinking about, you know, partnering up with They're a really good company. And, uh, you know, here in the here in the CEO's background, I was like, you and I are a lot alike. And he says, well, I said, you know, have you thought about film and you thought about music and, you know, doing all this stuff? And he's like, well, this is I do more of this you know, brand integration. I've done this and this worked with the top companies. And I told him, I said, I can teach you anything. You know, I said, I can, I'm, some people on my team, they're now doing huge, huge projects, but at the same time, I mean, they started out not knowing even how to do Photoshop. So, you know, or video. So I can teach anybody anything, but I cannot teach them integrity. I can't teach them, uh, you know, being respectful or honesty. And to me, that will take a company down. And that's what I told the CEO. I said, listen, I said, uh, you know, I'm going to get back to you. I said, but, you know, I can teach you anything, <laughs> but I can't teach you, you know, I can't teach you to be honest. So, you know, he's had some rough patches like I have. I mean, you know, it's it's part of business, but you you grow. And, um, you know, I'm sure, Richard, as you know, been in, being in the business, you know, and I'm sure as your husband knows, too, um, you know, there's people that you just you're going to deal with and they're not good people. But, you know, it does get around. And uh -huh. I do believe I do believe in karma. So, you know, karma is a big deal. So, you know, it will come back. It will. I mean, I I try to tell everybody, I said, don't go for the quick buck. Don't screw people over for that quick buck because, you know, it's going to come back on you. It will. You know, and, and um, where do you think that you, first of all, learned about integrity in this business? Um, or do you think it's something that was instilled at you at a very early age? I know that you started performing at an early age, uh, as a matter of fact. And I love this photograph that I have of you. You were performing in hospital. Look at you. You were performing in children's hospitals at yep, a very sure early age. How did that begin for you? Well, um, my great grandmother, you know, she was ill at the time and, you know, I would do like little, I, I honestly, I think you're born with it. I've just got to say, I mean, there's people that, you know, like have never had lessons and are doing Beethoven and Mozart. So I do believe God gives you a talent. I feel like you're, everybody's born with it, but it's up to you to cultivate that talent, you know? So, um, I mean, when I got out, I mean, I've got pictures, my mom says, you know, they would dress me up and stuff. I mean, they're young parents, you know, they, they put wigs on me and, and they said that I would get up on the fireplace and I'd grab a microphone. I was watching TV a lot. So, you know, I was, I was doing things that normal kids weren't doing. And, you know, my mom told me of an incident where I guess she was a carpool mom of the day and I was in first grade and I guess all the kids um, got to go to like we went to a museum, she said. And then after that, we got candy, like got to go to a candy store. So um, everybody got, you know, money for candy because I guess they did. They, uh, I don't know. They had a candy drive and all the kids were part of it. Yeah, this was a long time ago. So I kind of forgot. But she said instead of getting candy, there was a, a homeless man that was up near the uh, right near kind of the the. Can, like the candy store he was sitting there with his cup and you know she said it was this little old uh you know african-american black guy just you know sitting there you know and she said i went over to him and took my money and gave it to him wow. and put it in his cup and she said you know she was so proud of me and she she, she goes i don't know where you got that so i don't know i just you know my my grandparents were amazing people um 
they were very, you know, faith-based. Uh, I just, I'm a very big spiritual person. You know, um, that's my big thing. I mean, everybody has, so everybody has, you know, some, I have friends that are Buddhists. I have friends that are atheists. I have friends that are Mormon. I have friends that are, my mom's a, a strict Catholic. My dad's a strict Baptist. You know, that's maybe why they divorced. <laughs> I don't know. You know, my, but you know, it's like, my grandfather was respected by everyone. I mean, everybody loved him. And, you know, he was just a spiritual person. And that's kind of how I am. I mean, I respect everybody's, you know, religion. So to be, you know, as long as, you know, it's of love, peace, kind, being good to other people. Um, I don't I don't believe in judging anybody. I, I don't, you know, based on you know their race, their sexuality, um, based on what they you know believe in. Um, as long as it's, you know, you're being a good person, you're trying to help people at the end of the day. But, you know, I believe I have seen miracles. So I'm a big believer in God and the angels. And that's my thing. But, you know, I'm not like, hey, I'm, you know, first Presbyterian or this or that. I'm just I've seen things and, and I, you know, want to go out and do things for other people. And, um, you know, I think because of the influence of my, I, I will say my grandparents, because my parents were really young. So I think it was really my grandparents that kind of molded that to me because my grandmother was just this on my dad's side. I mean, Oh God, she was, I mean, she was like Betty White, you know, just sweet mm -hmm. and just, ah, you know, Darcy, you know, just every time you saw her, she was just always happy. She was, I've never heard her say an ill word. I've never heard her cuss. I've never heard her say anything negative in my, I mean, ever. Uh, same thing with my dad. So it's just, you know, it's just kind of a different thing. I mean, I, I got the best of both worlds. You know, my grandfather was very cool. He was kind of, he looked a lot like James Earl Jones. If you know who James Earl Jones is, oh, yes, of course. he could have been a dead ringer, even the voice. But I mean, James Earl Jones has this present about him presence about him and that's how my grandfather was and my grandmother was um german full-blooded german spunky and spicy and and let me tell you she could scare i i don't care if kobe Bryant and shaquille o'neal came in and said you know they were going to hit her over the head she would scare them off <laughs> you know they're huge guys they're tall they're big you know she would be like uh-uh I mean, she's just a, she's just a feisty woman. She could scare anybody, you know? And when I was a kid, I used to respect that about her because she was so feisty, you know? And, uh, you know, it just, she was just, she was funny. She was naive, but she was very, my grandmother was so honest. And I, I mean, and that's what I, I, you know, respect about, but sometimes she was too honest. She's like, you know, ah, Darcy, look at your hair. What is up with your makeup, Darcy? Or, you know, my mom, <laughs> you know, she'd be like, Ah, Marge, your hair looks like a witch, like a witch, you know, <laughs> and my mom would start, you know, Ugh. my mom was very weak in that way. I love my mother, but she's just, you know, she was a beautiful, she could have done modeling. She was approached by modeling scouts. There's a lot of things my mom could have done, but I just think she was too, um, yeah, she had too much of a, of a thin skin is what I'll call it. And I mean, I hate to say it, she's very weak. I love her, but she knows. I tell it to her. I tell people to their face. Just you have to have in this business. You have to be like a warrior. You have to have like almost like like a shell, like an armor skin all over you, and you can't let stuff get to you. And you know that's just something my mom couldn't do. And you know my grandmother would say stuff all the time. And ah, oh, do you do, why do you do this? You cannot do this. And I just shoved it up her butt. I'm like, yeah, I will, Grandma. Yeah, I will. <laughs> and that, and that's, I think, what has been so great because people go, why are you such an overachiever? But I think it's because in my head, my grandmother's just like, no, you can't do it. And so I was always like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So then it got to the point, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you. So then I did. And then my grandmother just shut up. She was just like, okay, you know, you know, she, she got it, you know. And uh, I love her. I mean, my grandmother... You know, she took me to, you know, cheerleading practice. I mean, um, you know, there was a point where my mother remarried and she was in a violent relationship and we had to get away. And my mom mm -hmm. went into hiding and I had I was shipped off to my grandparents. And, you know, it was it was a really rough time. Um, and the thing was, is having my grandparents. I think it was the best thing I was. It was the best thing God ever did, because I got to see what a normal family relationship was and i got to you know grow up and have that uh 
I don't know that stability. And from there, you know, it just, it just grew, you know? So, um, I mean, I, I, I just, I really, I really say my grandfather, uh, and, and my dad, I mean, I love them both. I mean, um, but you know, I love my grandmothers too. I mean, they get, it's just all of it. I would really say though, my grandparents helped mold me. They were just, uh, hands-on, you know, I was the first grandchild. So, you know. uh, same here. Uh, I'm, I'm the oh. oldest uh, grandchild on my uh, mom's side of the family. So, I mean, and I was molded by my grandparents on my dad's side of the family. So oh, nice. I spent all my summers with them. And, you know, being a Southerner myself, I know what I know the, exactly what you're talking about. Um, but I know that you were performing, as I mentioned earlier, um, in children's hospitals. And as you started, as you were growing older, there comes a moment in every artist's life where the light bulb goes off and it's more than just a hobby and the fun of it. When did it change for you where you said, this is definitely the path that I'm going to be on and I'm going to make this my life's uh, work. When did that happen for you? Wow. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I did, I did commercials. I just like, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, doing things like that. Um, I really wish I wanted to have a, uh, what do you call them? A tiger mother, uh, stage mom. My mother wasn't like that. I was kind of, you know, pushing my mom going, I want to do this. I want to do that. But, uh, what really hit was when I was a teenager, I was about 13, 14. My mother at, at the time, she was working, uh, in human resources at a very, very, very nice hotel, actually in South Carolina, Myrtle beach. So, you know, that's where yeah. I'm from. Oh my God, that's serendipitous. <laughs> oh my God, Richard, we're like twin souls, like twin spirits. Yes, so, I, I'm from Conway. Oh my God, yeah. I get chills. But yeah, so, you know, I was there and, um, and you know, I was- Callahan, who is watching the show right now, lives in Myrtle Beach now. So oh, no, I love, oh my God. Out. Yes. That was the best summer I ever had. Oh my God. I was there all summer. It was the best summer I ever had. So my mother was there. And, you know, I ended up, I mean, you got to think I'm a teenager. I had a blast. I mean, I got in, she's working at a resort hotel. So I get everything free. I go walk around. I'm, I'm, you know, working out, I'm doing all this fun stuff while she's at work. So um, I ended up getting to know where I knew the entire staff. I knew everybody. I knew the people at the bars. I mean, they, cause they had like, it was a resort place. And then they had like where, you know, people would go down from, the, you know, from the hotel. And then they had this gorgeous, like, um, uh, area for, you know, you just sit near the pool and then you go down and you would go into the, the, there was the ocean. So right next to it, they had a restaurant and it had live bands would be there, but it was outside and it was kind of like Hawaiian style, you know, kind of tiki, you know, hut looking kind of thing. And it was really cool. And so, um, one day, I don't, I don't know what happened. The singer that they had, he, did, he didn't show up or something happened. And they said, Hey, you know, um, uh, you know, does Darcy, would, would Darcy want to, cause I, I knew him all. And my mom said, yeah, she's a singer, you know, she's done acting, but you know, she's been singing a lot. So they go, come on up. So I did, I got up crowd went nuts. It was like rock and roll stuff. I sang, I sang some Van Halen stuff. Uh, let's see white snake. They had, um, there was some oldies songs like Pat Benatar, you know, there was just, I was, I, I listened to a bunch of stuff that my mom was listening to. So it was kind of like, I got up, did it. And uh, there was a song by autograph. It was an old song called uh, turn up the radio. And um, they said, Hey, do you know this? And I said, yes. And I mean, just from there, next thing you know, it was like, people were like, yeah, you know, and then they started asking for me. <laughs> They're like, hey, that that young girl, you know, she can you get her up. So I started singing more and more. And then I go, when I get back, you know, from vacation with my mother, I said, I am going to start my own band. And that's just kind of where I got the bug. Like, I'm like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. It was just insane. And so I did it, got a ba band together. We ended up uh, hitting some festivals. We won these festivals. I went to Battle of the Bands in Memphis. We beat out like thousands and thousands of bands. And, you know, then then you had to go to like the next round. And that was just like tens of that. It was huge. And uh, we got like in the top 10. 
of that. And so it was, it was amazing. And um, that's kind of how it started. You know, the music then kind of correlated into, you know, acting. And then, you know, I got it. I got a commercial, beat out like 500 kids for this, uh, you know, this commercial that I was in. And because uh, all my friends at school were like, oh, let's, you know, let's audition for this thing. And it was at school. They were looking for kids. So I did that. And so I just kind of got the bug at that point. And um, it just kind of also Miss Tennessee. Yep, you know? pageants. So, yeah, yes, and the pageants. Get that, you know. So, um, yeah. How did you end up? Start, uh, did you were you doing uh, the pageant circuit, or was that just you know one isolated incident there? I did. I was doing several pat like in Nashville. I started uh, doing several pageants here and there, and I was winning things. You know, smaller. It was like smaller stuff. You know, like festivals, and then you know, it's like, oh, you get queen of the mall. You get this and that. You know, you know how you hear people are doing it. And so, you know, I kind of, I, I made my own dresses. I did my own. You know, I mean, I got my own sponsorships. Uh, I mean, I was a hustler. You know, and a lot of these kids, you know when I look at back, I'm like, damn, man, you know, I really had it rough. I mean, you know, their parents would show up and buy them like, you know, three and $4,000 dresses. And, um, uh, you know, they basically got everything handed to them. And, you know, sometimes I just felt like, you know, I, I think that's what always drove me is cause I knew I was kind of the underdog, you know, um, you know, single parent, uh, you know, she wasn't, I, she wasn't like a stage mom. She didn't push it. So it's like, I, I wanted that, you know, and, you know, sometimes I'd get sad cause I'd see these kids and, you know, they have their parents and then they have those like faces, you know, of the kids and they do all that, you know, and I had to, I had to get my friends. I had to call my family. I had to, you know, I had to hype myself up. So I think when you've had nothing really given to you and you've had to hustle at such a young age, I think that's why, you know, people look at my resume because I just don't feel like it's enough. You know, I feel like I still look at what I've done. And I'm like, I haven't done enough. It's not what, you know, I don't know. I get, I, may, I need to go to therapy, Richard. <laughs> well, uh, we'll go together. Um, <laughs> we'll go together. There you go. You and I both I mean, hold hands. But when I, look at, when I look at your accomplishments, I mean, you've done so much. Do you feel that you still have to prove yourself? Yes. Yes, I do. And why do you feel that is? Um, I not reached a level of success that in my mind I want, but see, you know, I've had other people tell me, God, Darcy, you know, it, when is, when is that in your brain? And I honestly think, you know, because I've got investments and things that I'm doing in, you know, crypto. Anchorman, modern family, yeah. parks and recreation, <laughs> bones, six feet under, entourage, cult, uh, all my children, uh, my name is Earl. It, the list just goes on and on and on. How did the move to California happen for you? And uh, oh, wow. uh, when you got to California, uh, did it take you long to get an agent and a manager? Or were you manifesting these on your own as well? Well, now this is what's funny. Um, you know, I was doing music and everything. This is how it kind of correlates. It's It's an interesting story. So... Yeah, I was doing uh, music. I entered a, a beauty pageant. And from the beauty pageant, I ended up, you know, winning. It was like, you know, it was, it was, they had uh, Miss Nashville, Tennessee, but then they had also other, you know, pageants that were going on. And um, from that, I ended up winning, uh, like, a, I won a prize. So part of the prize was, you know, you know how you get when you win Miss Nashville, Tennessee, they're like, hey, you get this or you'll get a car or you'll get this for a year. So I ended up getting like get a huge, you know, acting coach from L.A. who's going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's going to, you know, uh, tutor you or, you know, on your own. And, you know, they made a big, huge deal out of it. So I met him um, and his name was Alan Dysart. Alan's been in a lot of stuff. He's, you know, was one of the leads on all my children for many, many years. He's done a lot of things. And uh, I went to him and he says, hey, you know, uh, you know, tell me a little about yourself. So I was telling him all the stuff I was doing in music and this and that. He said, you know, what about the acting? I said, yeah, I've done acting and uh, I've done this and I've done that. But, you know, and I said, I've done some national commercials. And he goes, okay. He says, well, let's see what you got. So um, he gave me some stuff. We did a read. We did a couple reads. And then he just sat me down and he was like, listen, 
And I'm thinking, oh, God, what's he going to say? So he goes, I know. He goes, I've, I've heard your music. You know, you got a great voice. You're really, really uh, talented singer. He goes, but I'm telling you, you need to go to L.A. <laughs> and I go, what? And he goes, you need to go to L.A. He goes, you are a, a very talented actress. And he says, I really feel like um, that's like a natural talent you have. And I was like, really? He's like, yes. And he says, I th think you need to go. And um, the scene that I did, it was uh, I played a young doctor having to tell a patient that they had cancer. Mm. And so I had to show him, you know, the results. And so he taped all of it. And so then you know, he was like, uh, then switched it on me. And we did another scene where I played like somebody telling me that, you know, my father was dying of cancer. And so, you know, then I started crying and yeah, I just felt all these emotions. And, you know, he was just like, I, I, I really want, I really feel like you need to go. So I took what he said to heart because I really, you know, I, I built up a friendship with him after that. And we, you know, he kept telling me, you need to go, you need to go. So at that time, uh, my ex-fiance, my ex-boyfriend at the time, you know, we were living together and he had, you know, a couple of his friends over. They were sitting down and, uh, you know, I knew guys are very honest, especially when they're with other guy friends. So I was kind of like, you know, let's see what they think. So I said, listen, this is what he said. He says, I need to go to L.A. I don't know. You know, um, I think I did a good job, you know, so here, let me put the tape in, see what you think. So put the tape in, they watched it. And I'm really my worst critic. I mean, I really am. I, I mean, you know, if somebody says something shitty to me, it's like, Oh, whatever. It's not anything I haven't said to myself. So I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm my worst critic. So you can't really say anything bad to me. So he, they uh, looked and they were like, he looked at me and his mouth was open. And I said, Oh God, it, I'm thinking it's terrible. He goes, this is really good. And I went, what? He goes, this is really good. And his, his buddy next to him goes, his name is John. He goes, yeah. He's like, yeah, you need to go to LA. And I go, what? And so then it was almost like the universe. His best friend had a business there. He ended up moving to California. Then at that time we visited and then it's like California, that's how it gets you. You visit and then it draws you in. It's like, <laughs> you know, so then I got drawn in. We had such a great time. Um, and you know, next thing I know, it's like, we ended up, you know, just visiting and then, you know, my ex had some business over there that he was doing. And then it's kind of like, I started getting gigs there and we kind of like, it was transitioning. I mean, I lived in, I lived in a hotel for probably a good year, year and a half when I first moved, you know, was first in California. And got to know everybody at the hotel. It was great. But, you know, I ended, we ended up driving and we stayed at a hotel for a long time. And I mean, I started, I got a role on a, on a soap and I was getting, you know, bit parts on, on different shows. And I was just kind of dabbing my feet into it. And, uh, you know, then ended up getting a manager, got an agent and, you know, the rest is history. It just kind of went like that. But I mean, I did have to hustle. You know, it's, you know, you got to weed people out. I mean, it's, it's a lot. I mean, you can't, oh, you, I know. you know, I know. yeah. I mean, it's not like you just, I, I will say this people that say, Hey, you know, I got found out in t at a Starbucks drinking my latte. That's bullshit. They basically, <laughs> that's their publicist. That's bullshit. Their publicist set, set that up, you know, to make it look like they didn't pass. Yeah. You know, they were there for 10 years. I mean, at least. Kevin Spacey or Kevin Kevin Spacey was at least honest. He said I didn't couldn't get an audition for ten years. I couldn't even get a manager. I was like, at least he was honest, you know. Um, the uh, the thing that I find is, you know, the nepotism. It's you know, if somebody's a a daughter of somebody famous or a director. You know, they get first shot, or they usually it's it happens. It's I've seen it, and uh, you know, you just keep hitting the pavement, and you know, you just you know, eventually it. Yeah, you, that's that's how you get found out, you know, and I'm kind of like Vin Diesel in the way of, you know, Vin Diesel had a different look, he had a di you know, people didn't know what to do with him. So I'm, you know, making my own movies. I've got friends, you know, um, that I've worked with, you know, A-list friends on television and film and, and they're great people to work with. So I know it's like they're going to show up. They're not going to be drunk. They're not going to be on drugs or banging hookers the night before. And I they know they're going to be on set. You know what I mean? So, 
you know, I, I'm basically, you know, right now setting myself up to, you know, kind of be one of the heads of, you know, a studio of my own studio to where, you know, people that are up and comers get a fair shot. And they don't have to worry about me, Harvey Weinsteining them. You know, it's like, honey, I don't need, I got, you know, you know what I mean? They don't have, women don't have to worry. Men don't have to worry. They come to a set. It's safe. You know, it's, we get down to business. We work, we want to make money. We want to, you know, sell. And the same thing, any actors watching, I mean, it is freaking ridiculous I mean, I know a lot of people in the business. I, I pretty much know so many people in the business that it's like they call me. My mafia name would be the connector. <laughs> but people tell me stuff all the time. I don't know what it is. My mom says it's a talent, but they tell me their intimate secrets. I could write a book. Maybe I'll do it when I'm on my deathbed. But I don't know. It's just uh, things that I find out is it's like if you're going to sit there and you're going to do a film you know, and you're going to, and you're going to hire people. I cannot believe if you're going to be on a film, you want that film to be successful. There are actors, known actors that I know. Okay. They get hired to do a film and they will sit there and they don't post on their social. It's in their contracts and they don't do it. They don't. And, and then the producers or directors don't do anything. And I'm like, okay, if that's me, I'd be like, you better do this. Or, Dorothy, I want to say, I mean, first of all, I, <laughs> It, you are the real deal. Uh, with, oh, thank you, Richard. Uh, no, I love you. you. Uh, uh, well, you t last night, I mean, you were posting everywhere. I went, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, mo I mean, uh, no offense to, uh, but Other, I, I get what you're saying. A lot of people don't do that because they're half assing it. I tell them, I'm like, ha no. I said, I mean, I do. I spank people on the asses. I told. I told a billionaire he was an idiot because he was, he was an idiot. He was doing his business wrong. And I'm like, you know, I don't care how much money you have. You can lose it. And you know, if you're going to be that people are going to find out. So, you know, I hold myself to a strict ethic. Yeah. And, and honestly, it might be mama. If you're watching, it might be when my mom screwed me over when I thought we were going to go to opera land, opera land USA. It's kind of like a Disney world. And I mean, I got my backpack on. I, I got my shoes ready. I was this little kid. She said, yes, I'm going to take you. And, you know, yeah, it was drizzling rain and stuff. But, you know, I went in the bedroom and I was all ready. And she goes, we're not going. And I go, what? You promised me we were going. And she goes, she goes, it's raining. I'm tired. We're not going. And I mean, I was, I mean, you got to think I was all ready to go. I had my backpack. I had my snacks. I mean, you know, I'm eight, eight, I, nine, I, I, I've had similar moments. So I, I know, was terrible. I you want to go, Oh my God. You know, do you have any integrity? After that, I, I was like, I don't trust my own mother. You know, I'm like, so, you know, that's the thing is, is, you know, your integrity, what you say, you say, Hey, I'm going to do something. I do it. You know, um, I don't care how small it is, you know, and, and I'll tell, and I got with team, team members. I said, Hey, you know, we've, I've been out. I said, Hey, I'm going to send uh you know, I met, I met some people and I said, you know what, I'm going to send you this. I'm going to send you um, uh, some Anchorman uh, stuff. I, I'm also going to send you a little surprise. So I give it to my team members. I said, hey, you know, my assistant, I make sure I get this done. Now, she forgets it. It's her ass. I mean, she's going to pay for it. She's going to, you know, she's going to go above and beyond send these people flowers and everything. And I give them my deepest apologies. But normally that doesn't happen because uh, my team knows there's severe repercussions. I mean, I hold a tight ship and I believe that, you know, if I say I'm going to do something, the only way, unless God, I was in the hospital with COVID or, you know, I had a family member die or something happened. But um, I just feel like, you know, there needs to be more um, accountability in the entertainment industry, the music industry, um, bad behavior needs to stop and we need to start rewarding people with good behavior. Um, you know, yeah. people that, you know, I mean, I'm so sick and tired of hearing all this crap about, Oh, so-and-so cheated on so-and-so who gives a crap. Let's hear about the families. Like, you know, uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, who's been together forever, have a great relationship. You've got, uh, you know, um, you got all these people that are, are so, I don't know, that deserve to be seen. Well, you you know, know, I saw a posting today, um, and I, I don't even want to mention it, it, uh, the movie. You, um, I'll hint at it, so you'll probably know what it is. But it's a remake of a movie, and people are really dissing the movie because it's a remake. 
and they're oh, it's got to be Elvis. <laughs> no, it's not that. But they're no, it's not Elvis. No, they're attacking the actress who was kind oh, of in the film, and they're really going after her. And um, it's gotten um, it, it's breaking the internet because of the hate responses that it's getting, and the people haven't even seen her in this role. Uh, it's horrible that people cannot build each other up. And well, too, though, you know, too, I kind of blame, you know, the media for that a little bit, you know, because that's kind of like a hate train right there. And so, you know, there's got to be some journalists that say, hey, this is not right. And, you know, you've got good journalists out there that will be like, hey, this isn't right. You know, this is corrupt. Um, the other thing is, too, if you're an actress and you're dealing with that, she needs to go on. A sh she needs to go on a show. She needs to talk about it um, and say, hey, you know, I'm playing a character. I got hired for a job. So it's like if you get hired for a job and, you know, the next thing you know, people are like throwing tomatoes at you and this and that. And you're a limo driver and you're like, well, hey, I got paid to drive these people and I did my job. And now people are throwing crap and poo at me and, and you know taking my tires and slide, you know, slashing them. That's wrong. I mean, Let me you ask know. you this. Have you ever had a situation in your career where you've had to deal with slings and arrows? And if so, for those who are watching, um, how did you get through it? Luckily, you know, I've had, well, I've been on a set that was horrid. I'll tell you, I've been on one set. Um, it was very traumatizing. But instead of working, I will say this, I was very lucky to work on a lot of great sets. But, um, you know, the one thing is, is that sometimes when you're around people that are on set, that can be also uh, very toxic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I also think that that can lead to bad things. But, uh, you know, people that have said stuff, I've actually been pretty lucky. The people that do so, I just block them. You know, or I'll make fun of it. Like there was a photo, somebody made a comment of a photo. Like, she doesn't look like that. And this was how she looked more recently. And it was a 20 year old photo. It was 20 years ago. Okay. This photo was at a red carpet. I did look kind of homeless. I will say the photo they got of me, you know, you know how it is when it's like you're sweaty. The light was just, oh God, it was a horrible light. It'd make anybody, it like made Pam Anderson on her best day look like shit. I mean, Angelina <laughs> Jolie in her prime. She would let, look like a, You've you know, been there. yeah. So it's like, I knew, I was like, yeah, that's it. I, I was like, yeah, I look like shit. Yeah, duh. But I'm thinking to myself, that wasn't, I mean, I actually, I was pretty, I was like, I, I, I was pretty like, hey, thank you for that compliment. And the guy's like, what? You know, they don't know what to say when you're like, thanks for that. Because I was like, that's 20 years ago. And you still think I look like that. Hey, I'll take it. I'll say, you know, and I, what I try to tell people instead of getting mad, like, I'm kind of like if Tiffany Haddish, you know who Tiffany Haddish oh, is? Oh, yes, I love her. Okay, so it's kind of like if Tiffany Haddish, Ryan Reynolds, and Dolly Parton got together and had a threesome and a kid, that would be me. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I like all of them together, you know? So, you know, I just kind of, somebody said some stuff. I, I'm like, why do people take this shit serious? You know, if somebody says something, just go, yeah, yeah, you know, good. What are they going to do? You know, or uh, I just, you know, I block them. You know, my manager, sometimes he's like, I mean, he, in certain situations, he's a poor guy. I mean, I think he's losing his hair because of me. Because <laughs> He's like, I don't know what's going to come out of her mouth. But I, what I say is always honest. But, you know, sometimes, yeah, if somebody says something, I'll say something back. But I can also say something very funny, you yeah. know. Um, but I always try to do it in a way that's, you know, it, it, it's it's non-demeaning, you know, I, I'm in, I'm heavily into technology and, you know, stuff that in web three and, um, you know, dealing with CEOs of huge companies and, you know, you got these people that, Oh God, they always going to say stuff, you know, and they no, come in. And, yeah. And somebody came in and, and, you know, I was doing a guest, uh, you know, a speaking engagement uh, on Twitter space, which are huge as they're like AMAs. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we had somebody come in and, and everybody's like, oh, you need to get off here. Don't you talk to the crypto queen Darcy like that? And I was just like, no, 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 let him talk. Let him talk. You know, and what he said was stupid. It was just like, and I mean, I was nice about it. And I was like, okay, you know, if you're going to say something, I'm backing up with something that intelligent. Let's have an intelligent conversation. You know what I mean? That's the thing. But, 
you know, I always tell somebody, if you got something to say, you know, he's just uneducated about things. And everybody in the space knew it and they laughed. And I was just like, you know, and, and the, the host was like, hey, that was the best comeback I've ever heard anybody ever say to somebody that's negative like that. But I'm like, you know, I let him talk, you know, just let, let it, you know, and have a conversation. It doesn't need to be like, uh, I mean, you know, I see what some of the other people get, the hate they get, but I'm just like, unblock them. Just hire somebody. I mean, if you're, okay, let me give an example. The Kardashians, let's say, uh, you know, I was uh, Kim Kardashian. I got, I said something, a bunch of hate mail or whatever. I mean, I'd be reaching up to hire somebody. I'd be just go, see all these negative, just delete, block, 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 block. You know what I mean? That's all you got to do and keep doing it. But what I tell my fans is, you want to be my friend. You want to be not, you want to be on your best behavior because I give away stuff and that's to good people. If you're bad, you ain't going to get a diamond ring. You ain't going to get like a hundred bucks. You ain't going to get some jewelry. You know, you ain't going to get a new mattress. These are things <laughs> that I've given away. And I only give away if you're a fan and you're a good person because you're in my community. So that's what I want other people doing. You know, it's like have do things for other people you know, um, but don't put up with their crap. Don't put up with, you know, the negativity. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm here to I'm here to start, t you know, t taking names and making people better. That's my job. So that's what I'm going to do. You know, make the world better. That's what well, we got. to. That's why I think God put me on here. You know, I, I mean, agree. And I, I, I <laughs> am totally in your corner. Um, I want to ask you, I, I've got some wind down questions as we wind down the show. Sure. Before I ask you, uh, get uh, started with those, you wear so many hats, Darcy. Out of all the hats that you wear, and including the beautiful hat you're wearing tonight. This hat? I thought uh, you were talking about my hat. <laughs> yeah. uh, out of all the hats that you wear, which is the one that you wear the most comfortably? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I'll say this, what I tell people, you know, um, Richard, do you have kids? No. Well, I have uh, four-legged kids. Okay. How many? Uh, I have, uh, well, I have uh, a Maltese and I have two cats. Oh, also, yeah. I have six. I have six fur babies. So okay. they're rescues. So it's kind of like I love them all. And if somebody told me who's their your favorite, if I had twin babies or, I mean, I don't care. I tell people, I'm like, they might as well have come out of my vajayjay. I mean, these are my children. I've gotten into car. I mean, if you don't understand about how uh, animals are, then I said, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Animals are better than people. I'm telling you. So, uh, you know, I can't, I couldn't pick my dogs. Same thing with my, what I do. I mean, I love everything I do and it's like each thing is my baby. It's my baby that I'm nurturing and giving life to. And I think that's where the, you know, my work ethic comes in because, you know, I've got a music career you know, um, I wrote a book. <laughs> I know. Hold up the book again. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's pretty big. I, and people go, oh, my God. My, one of my best friends. Where, uh, can, where can I get your book? Oh, you know what? I will send you a book. I will send you a gift. I, I will send it to you, Richard. It for me? I will. I will send you a okay. little. I, I want your it. book. I love the title. Uh, but I, I've got a question for you from Danielle. Sure. She says, "Any in the, uh, you're the crypto queen, so any crypto advice for entry-level investments? Yeah, now I have to say this, Danielle. I am not a financial advisor. It's just that's, you know, you got to say that with anything. But um, I will tell you, I've got some great uh, companies that I work with. Anything that I do, I have put my money into it and my mother's money. So I'd rather be um, in a jail in San Quentin or in some, like, third world country than deal with my mother's wrath if I mess her money up. So I just want to say anything I do, I'm invested in. <laughs> so um, there's, uh, I always say too, only put like, put like uh, maybe 50, hundred dollars. You know, I call it Vegas money. You know, people that have put 30, 40,000 or their savings in there. I don't recommend doing that because then you're stressed out, but make sure that you, whatever you do, keep it, hold on to it because we are only in the 4% of the entire world. So that money, I mean, people, people are billionaires from Bitcoin. Um, with my investments, I would say in the next three or four years, I'll be a billionaire. So, you know, that's, 
one of my goals is to, you know, help other people reach that potential. And it's so easy to do right now. Richard, you could be a hundred worth a hundred million dollars. I mean, that's that's how new this market is. And you know, I've oh, actually got it worth that. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you are honey, you are worth a trillion, baby. You tell your husband I said you are worth a trillion. I will, I will. A quadrillion. Okay. <laughs> but um my faves are uh uh Grove Token is really great. Safu is one I'm heavily invested in. Uh S-A-F-U-U. Grove Token is 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 an amazing company. Um uh, everything that they do, you know, with uh, solar panels, solar energy, hydroponics, aeroponics, everything. Uh Income Island, I'm a co-owner of. It's a metaverse that we've got some huge deals that we're working with. And um I'm also the CMO of Ecoin Finance. So those are companies that, you know, if you put fifty dollars in each or hundred dollars, you're doing good. You're doing really good, <laughs> you know. Uh if you want to put in more, great, you know, because uh, there's Big things in the works, so very big things. Um, there's also uh, there's a Glow Token community. I tell anybody go on to my Twitter, um, which is at uh, Darcy Donovan. Uh, that is where a lot of the crypto communities are. Uh, there's A-list actors that I'm working with, uh, uh, huge producers um, in the music industry, a huge artist. Um, you know, Snoop's heavily involved into in things i mean everybody knows about the board yacht apes so i will say this it's it's definitely a time to get in now now is the time <laughs> so how but you, you can in, how did you get into this uh arena um well it was actually my best friend's boyfriend he basically was he yeah this was when it was brand spanking new like it's, it's like it's kind of like richard if you found out about the cell phone and you're like what is that? What is that brick thing that you're talking into? <laughs> you know, so, mm -hmm. um, you know, he made some money. He invested into uh, uh, he invested into what it was called five years ago. It was called uh, Solano. And then he did. Uh, uh, I mean, Cardano. I'm sorry. He invested into Cardano. And then from there, he made some money. And I was like, how did he make three hundred fifty dollars with only like a twenty dollar investment? And so then I started doing some research. I, I got into Tron and from Tron, I made a lot of money. And then I was like, okay, let me look deeper. And there was a television show about crypto. And that's why people don't realize television shows and movies can be a turning point for somebody when they watch it. But I watched a show, it was on Netflix. And um, it just like the light bulb went off when, because they were, it was uh, investors and they were doing a startup company for crypto. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I started to deep dive into it. I had a business partner at the time. We started looking into stuff. And I said, this is the future. This is the future. Because I, I told everybody, I said, this cell phone thing, it's going to be huge. And I said, people are going to start using it as a computer. And they did. And, you know, there were there were things, investments I could have made over the years. And I could be a multi-billionaire. And I didn't do it um, at the time. You know, I've invested in real estate, made really good money. So I was just like, you know what? This is the wave of the future, because if you look back in time, everybody that's listening, you know, credit cards weren't around, um, you know, credit cards. You used to I mean, the Internet was not around. You had to do a dial up and then call somebody on the phone, give them your credit card and then they would ship it to you. Now you could just type your credit card in or even have it saved. And, you know, then you get your your product delivered to you. So, um, you know, it's like back in the olden days, you trade a chicken for a pig. <laughs> or you trade a trick and a pig for a horse, you know, and if you I mean, even these old movies that are, are huge, like these Westerns, you know, they have people that are in banks and you can see, you know, how it's it's progressed over the years. And so this is the next phase technology wise that we're on right now. I mean, there's some stuff that's going on, uh, you know, in the press right now that I was just like, oh, there's companies that are screwing themselves. And, you know, the, the Web3 community is going to come in and just take over. So, you know, it's it's kind of like if we were on the bottom of Amazon and Google, how much money do you think we'd be worth now, Richard? I have no idea. You know, do you think we'd be worth billion billions if we were like invested at the beginning of Amazon when it first started? Well, of course, absolutely. Yeah. That's what's so awesome. I mean, it's just like, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I prayed. I was like, God, you know, 
I don't have a rich daddy. I don't have, you know, I prayed about it. That's why I know there's miracles. Cause I was like, God, I need you to be my investor, man. I need to change this entertainment industry, you know? And I'm like, shit, I'm going to have more money than Leonardo uh, DiCaprio, you know, more money than, than Absolutely. Oprah. And so I I'm see like, it coming. So yeah, I'm going to like, do this, you know, so Richard, I, you're going to have to be in the movie. What do you want to do, Richard? We'll have to do something for you. What, you want to be in the movie that I'm going to be doing? Yeah, gotta, of course. You got to be in it. You got to put your little sexy butt in it. I think you'd be amazing. There's a there's actually several parts that you could totally fit into. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, I'm writing it down. See, you I write everything down. People laugh okay. at me, but I'm ready. No, that, I, okay, well, you're gonna be in it. We're you, uh, you heard you it now. And we'll do it. Okay. Now where <laughs> where are you where are you at right now? Where are I'm you? In New York. You're in New York. I love it. I love it. Well, well do you have you been have, do you do you like have you been to LA? Oh of course. Are you kidding? I love LA. You love LA? Do you like New York better or LA? Just be honest. Oh, I mean they're very it, the energy is very different with the, both. I haven't, of course, because of COVID, I have not been in LA for a few years, right. but I love LA. I love Palm Springs. I love Malibu. Uh I used to go to Malibu every year. Uh, oh nice. Yeah, so I'm gonna ask you three surprise questions. I haven't oh, okay. heard these questions yet. And uh, the first question is. <laughs> oh, God, are, they, are, these, are, these your, are these your fans asking me these questions? No, these are three, uh, I, they're, they're, they're from three cards that I pulled. And I haven't oh, my God. Are you, like, pulling them out? Yes, yes. So I haven't even looked at the card. So are you ready? Oh, oh Lord, help us. Okay. Is, what's the most illegal thing that you've ever done? Oh, shit. Most illegal thing. Um, jaywalking, I guess. Okay, well, good. good. I, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know, streaked. I mean, I don't know. I mean, me and a friend, we got, I had to do a dare and had to streak uh, at, at the ocean, but that was late at night. I don't know if that really counts as illegal. I'm sure the cops would be like, hey, it's okay. Oh, that's fun. It's so. always fun. Um, so there's, I mean, I do a show on uh, Sunday nights uh, called the Let That Go Show. So okay. uh, with Kasira McKee, uh, many people who are here watch it. And this is a question. Uh, it says, what is the one thing that you just can't let go of? The one thing that I can't let go of. Wow. Um, <laughs> you're going to laugh. Bags. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I've got a million bags. People are like, you don't need to bring it. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I have to bring this. And I've literally had people when I'm going to Vegas, they're like, Oh, are you moving here? I'm like, no, I'm staying for, you know, the week. And they're like, what? And you're bringing all this, you know, or I've had where I'm two days. My neighbors thought I, were, I was moving and I'm like, no, I'm going to Vegas for like four days. They're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and this is a two parter. What is okay. the one thing that you would have to do to release those bags? To release those bags. Oh hell no! I don't know. I, think <laughs> have to, I don't think I could do it. I mean, they'd have to drop me off an island. I don't know. That somebody literally would have to handcuff me, push me off an island. That'd be a reality show or kill me. It'd probably kill me. I I, I don't know. But I, I've just it's I I don't want to go anywhere and you know not be prepared. So see, Richard, if you were here. Your husband, God, I know he's taken care of because wherever we would go, let's say there was an earthquake, I would have a bag that would have, uh, I have literally like a snake bite kit. I have a medicine kit. I have any kind of cold medicine you think of if you get sick, like for allergies. I have all kinds of homeopathic stuff. I would have water. I have some caffeine. I would have snacks. I would have antiseptic hand sanitizers. I have uh, toilet paper in there, napkins, uh, uh, extra pair of shoes if we needed. Oh, some extra clothes and a towel. Okay, I could go on, but you get the drift. You I know? get the drift. That's great. <laughs> now, this question is called Monday Lunch, and I'm going to explain okay. it to you. It says, never ask anyone for anything on a Monday or right before lunch. This is how it works. Uh, research shows that people are most stressed out and least open to new ideas at these times and less likely to say yes. So the thing is that I'm just going to put it out there. At some point, I'm going to take you to lunch. Oh, I would love that. 
Uh, where's your favorite place to go for lunch? Oh, anywhere there's good food. <laughs> I'm not okay. thinking. We're going to make it happen. So don't I'm not thinking at all. I love all. I mean, I love food. I do. I love it. Uh, you know, I love burgers. I love cheeseburgers. I love pizza. I love Japanese food, sushi. I love steaks. I mean, you know what I mean? I love it all. <laughs> well, we're going to give away your CD right now. And our awesome. winner is Pam Stubbs. She wins a lot. But Pam, I'm going to send you the CD. It's my gift for tuning in tonight. So thank you. I'm going to say a few closing remarks, Darcy. I have loved every single moment of tonight. I hope anytime, anytime you feel that you have something to say, you have a platform on this show. And well, I bless you, Richard. And I want to send you and your husband, I want to send y'all some Southern hospitality stuff. And I'm going to send you my book. And oh, just for being it. so sweet. So thank you. So don't go anywhere for a moment. I want to thank everyone for being here. It's very obvious uh, from this show tonight uh, that Dorothy, uh, that Darcy exudes uh, integrity, uh, and we all can exude integrity with everything that we do and say every single day. I was reading an article the other day about how we start our days. And it really starts from the moment that you put your feet on the floor each morning when you step uh, out of bed. Uh, from the moment you look in the mirror, uh, how you greet the people that you talk to each day, stepping out the door, everything. And the big thing that uh, takes our integrity away from us is this box right here, social media. Um, we get distracted by what we see other people do Sometimes it makes us feel jealous. Uh, it makes us feel like less than. It disempowers us. It does so many things to us. But the truth of the matter is, it only happens if we allow it to. So this is what I say to all of you who are watching tonight. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. When you see a post, everybody wants to be acknowledged. So what you do when you see a post you either like, you comment, and you share. If it enlightens others, if it tears anyone down or if it's not positive, and you know what those posts are, delete it, block it, stop it in its tracks. I thank all of you for being here tonight. If this is your first time here, I hope it will not be your last. I hope that you will consider subscribing to this channel. Leave a comment on the YouTube channel after tonight's show. Let us know what you think about tonight's show. Share this with your friends. All the advertising in the world. And as I said, I've got some great sponsors this week. Deborah Stone, once again, I signal you out. Thank you for being a sponsor this week. But word of mouth is the best advertising in the world. Let other people know all about Darcy and the work she's doing and the work that I'm doing as well. Go out and tell at least two or three people tonight. Uh, leave a comment. Tell others. Uh, and then uh, after tonight's show, pick up the phone and call a friend. Let them know what you think about them. After tonight's show, go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the second name that pops up and reach out with that phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you. As Amen. my dear friend Sean Moniger says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And you never know what someone else is going through right now. Amen. And I always say, if you're going to go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. But I can also add, if you bring Darcy along, she's going to bring the right bags along too. <laughs> so, Darcy, I'm going to leave the screen and I'm going to give you the final word. Anything you want to say about anything that we talked about tonight, we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message that you want to leave everyone with tonight, don't worry about how to end the show. As soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. Thank awesome. you. And well, I, I got to Richard. I got to say, I love you to death. You are. You, you are just a bright energy. You Thank are you. just amazing and. I hope that, you know, your continued success just keeps going on and on. I think you are a class act. 
and you're so talented and you're such a great host. So uh, cheers. I want to raise my glass. Cheers Thank to you. you. My Wonder Woman glass that uh, my sister got me. So Thank cheers you. to Richard. And it's mm. all yours. You've got the power. <laughs> Well, I just want to say um, that, uh, you know, I'm if you want to find me on Twitter, Instagram, I'm at Darcy Donovan, uh, my Facebook and YouTube official Darcy Donovan. Um, come up on there. I got official uh, oh, on on my official sites. You'll always see a check mark. Anything else? It's they're a copy. So uh, we do giveaways. We do inspiration. Um, I always like to say be classy, sassy, and a little bit badassy. And we always have fun. Um, I want to say uh, Anchorman, it was on Netflix, uh, one of the most notable films that uh, got to number one. It is on Netflix. So watch it if you haven't seen it. It's hilarious. Um, also, too, I am going to be speaking at Unified DeFi uh, Convention in Orlando, Florida, October the 7th and 8th. It's going to be held by Tango Crypto. So if you want to meet me in person, I'm going to be giving out some giveaways uh, from Bleaky.com and myself. Uh, so again, Orlando, October 7th and 8th. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Um, there are some other uh, things I'm going to be doing in Florida and uh, there, there's going to be the NFT three awards that's going to be coming, a music, music festival event in Los Angeles at the Biltmore Hotel. So I'll let you know if you're on my social media. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to Richard's show and to uh, meet me for the first time if you don't know who I am or haven't met me. But uh, I just always feel like you know, there's no luggage wrecks in a hearse. Always uh, be kind, be loving, inspire people, and just know that, you know, our time on this earth is limited. So live every day as it's your last because you never know when it can be. So I always try to go and be above and beyond for my family, my friends, and especially my fans because my fans to me are my family. So um, thank you so much for having me on the show, Richard. Thank you for all the viewers and thank you for the great questions. And uh, I hope to see you on my social media uh, outlets and love you bunches. Have a great day, everybody. And I uh, hope to see you soon. Bye.